Warning, this podcast contains spoilers. Warning, this podcast contains spoilers. Let's go watch it in 2D. No, let's go watch it in 3D. But if we watch it in 3D, then is it worth the cost? We're the bad guys, the villains of every story. If you want to stay out of jail, you need to go good. Hey, look, it's a cat stuck in a tree. What does your heart tell you to do? Eat it? No, I want you to smack it. Skin it, stab it. So obvious. I want you to save it. Oh, right. The bad guys. Hello, hello, hello. This is Adolf, and I have with me Classic Jake. Howdy, folks. And we're giving you the spoiler casts to the bad guys. Now, um, just to recap, Jake, you gave it a good 3D, and you gave it an 8 out of 10, and I gave it a 9 out of 10. I did not see it in 3D. Um, so, definitely, in, this is a, a movie that you will definitely enjoy. Now, on to the spoilers. Um, first off, I kind of was like... I don't know. I did not see that the guinea pig was the evil guy all along. I did not see that coming at all. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think they would go there. Even though in the source material, they did, kind of. Because uh, they really changed up the source material. Uh, the one, um, I mean, I felt bad because I had, like, I knew about Crimson Paw and some of this stuff. So uh, some of the surprises were spoiled. But, uh, but uh, Crimson Crimson Paw is a great homage to uh, a DC character, Crimson uh, Fox, created by Keith Giffen and uh, Bart Sears uh, for Justice Just Justice League Europe. Uh, you know the international team. You know the mm-hmm. Bunny Justice League, um, which I love so much. But I I really liked uh, them doing a pastiche of that character as Crimson Paw. That was marvelous. Oh, as uh, the mayor, no, the governor, uh, Diane Foxington, I think the character yeah. name is. And I and I really love the way they, they they kind of like yeah, if you're toxic and bad, there's no reason why you can't become good. Yeah. Um. Now, I, I at first I was not liking that the uh, characters' names were just their animal names. But I kind of just got over it because, like, you know what? Let's just keep it simple. Why have it be more than it needs to be? You know, it's kind of a reference to Reservoir Dogs, because in the book they're all dressed in suits with ties. You know, it's like they look like they're straight out of res- animals, straight out of Reservoir Dogs. And like the movie starts off with uh, Mr. Wolf talking to Mr. Snake, right? And they're like, they're like in a diner. Yeah. And the humans are like terrified, and it's like, oh wait, there's humans here. I never saw humans in this with tra- trainers to this movie beforehand, and it's just like, wait, are they scared because they're robbing it, or are they scared because they're talking animals, or is it both? <laughs> I don't know. And the 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 that whole intro with them stealing from the bank and just kind of making light of it, and it was just so much fun. <laughs> It's like you're just rooting for the bad guys, and it's like, oh yeah, cool. And um, Aquafina's great in here. She's she's better in here than she was in Ray of the Best Dragon. <laughs> yeah, this movie was so gleefully subversive, and um, it even had all sorts of little furry touches. Uh, 
there's a particular scene uh, where Mr. Wolf is watching television, sitting on a couch. Uh, and I'm not going to say any more. If you're a furry, you probably know what I'm talking about. Uh, I don't really feel like giving ammo to parents groups. Uh, so I'm not going to spell it out and make it easy for them to find this and make a complaint. So the home video release, the stuff gets censored. Because uh, people need all the fun they can get. Um, you mentioned this in the spoiler free review that... You know, all the animals have their attributes. The Miss Tarantula, she's a hacker. Mr. Shark, he, he could, uh, get disguises. Um, you have here a, um, piranha and he's like, he's, you know, a loose cannon and Wolf, Mr. Wolf is the planner and Snake, he could, uh, crack safes. So they all have like a purpose to be together. And, um, you know, it's so ridiculous that Mr. Shark could get away with his disguises. And it's like, yeah. come on. But it's hilarious. They played up so well that you don't care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The absurdity is so fun. I mean, yeah, there's two. Yeah, you can you can tell there were several studio mandated fart jokes. But some of them actually propel the plot forward. Oh, yeah. And I was damn. I was like going. They actually are working fart jokes into the plot, kind of almost like Chekhov's uh, fart. They introduce it, and once, and you get a payoff. I mean, that was hysterical and kind of awesome in a subversive way. And I loved, you know, when they're back in their lair and like talking about the heist, and um, they're like, oh, they had a, a push pop, and that dynamic where Mr. Snake was teasing Mr. the shark about it and how they played that up in the whole movie with that push pop and, and coming back to it and how they could become better people. I was like, that is awesome that they uh, animated movie can do that because, you know, that's a great writing tool. It's a great thing to show in a movie where you introduce an idea and then you play with it, and then you have it executed again and again, and it just it rewards the you know everyone for watching. And it's like, yes, that's how you do this. That's how you do great story. Well, you know, you reward you know you have the beginning with the push pop where they're fighting over it, and snakes being a jerk, and no, it, it pays off. It, it's it's great. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. And, you know, they want to do their other heist, which is to get, like, the award, um, because um, they had, like, this big charity event, and they had a guinea pig that was getting money for everybody, and this big charity event, they also had, like, a reward for that guinea pig that was supposed to be the um, the the best person ever, Professor Ruberts, um, I forget the last name, but... Um, yeah, he was a guinea pig, and he was getting, and then he wanted to steal that award, and that's going to be the ultimate insult to injury that they can't catch him. And during this, they have the Mister Wolf gets a compliment from an old lady, and he's like, his tail starts wagging, and he's like, oh, he's never been called a good boy before, um, a good, you know, like a good, like you say, good dog, good boy, good girl, whatever, and he he never had that idea, and that like triggers he has that epiphany and it's like oh he never thought about being a good guy 
or being decent because he's a wolf. He's a big bad wolf, and people expect him to be. And um, they're actually no, right. so it's a defense mechanism, and it's a stereotype. And they they play with this idea of of stereotypes being right and wrong. And it's like um, I love later on when the reporter was like, "Well, yeah, obviously they're bad guys. You know, look at them." And then you know all stereotypes are right, and I just started laughing. <laughs> And it's like, oh, yeah. And eventually that reporter, you know, gets, figures out the truth and she's wrong. And it's just like, oh, okay. You know, yeah. They they play with this idea of these characters and if reform is even possible. And if, if they, they could really even want, if they want to. Because, like, the wolf was like, I really like that feeling. Uh, but I love being with my friends. I don't want to, you know, give that up. And it's just like, it's actually a really great character dynamic. And I was like, yes, it's not just one part where he wants to feel good. It's, it's the whole part. And then, um, they give it an opportunity, you know, like they, they try to spin it that they want to do this and they want to get help and how this plot, uh, develops. It's like, Oh yeah, this is clever. And like Wolf is like, Oh yeah, I'm going to, you know, we're going to really, you know, double cross him and, and get it. And I was like, Oh, if you you know double cross him, they could get everything we want. Um, so it's like okay, but I was like maybe the wolf does want to actually be good and save the cat in the tree, and it's like that's when I was like, so is there cat people or is the cat not evolved enough? It's like it got me out of the movie for a second because I was like, huh, and then you know when there's humans here and there, I was like, huh, okay, well whatever, but you know. Um, but that whole segment. I'm used to it in cartoons. Oh, I'm not used. I don't know. I I like my movies to be consistent with. Um, if there's not going to be humans, then fine. Don't have don't have any humans, but have animals and not you know. It's just kind of just it's my own buggy thing that bugs me. But it's you know, it's up to me. It's not really. I understand that's my personal problem that I can't get over. But I can imagine a lot of people won't care. <laughs> but that whole scene with the shark, uh, with the you know scaring the the cat, was hilarious and it was beautifully animated. Mm-hmm. And just the dynamic between wait, well maybe we can do this. Maybe we can have a better life. And um, then you realize that the 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 professor is the bad guy. And that he's the one that set them up. And I was like, huh, okay. Yeah, and he manipulated them to be good so he could take advantage of them. And they and they came back from that. They were like, no, we weren't chumps. He was the chump. Being good, yeah, being good is right. And he's the bad guy, not us. But no one sees that. Exactly. And, you know, they they get another chance, and, like, they're trying to show off that they're good now, but then they have to be themselves, which is, you know, doing another heist, and it looks really bad, and um, it, it damns them, and it's like, wait a minute, you know, they get, he's got played, and then we realize that the governor, Miss um, Foxington or whatever, she is, uh, actually has the history of being the, like, another awesome criminal, too. Yeah, she's the Crimson Paw, an uncaught uh, uh, crook who's uh, 
stolen a famous um diamond that was never recovered and uh and she's like the poster child for going good and now we know why she was willing to give them another chance because she deep down knows that uh if she could change her stripes and and go good so can they and it's it's a much it's a deeper element and it's like look at that that's actually smart that's actually really well done and you know, it's there. You go. It's not just because she has she wants to be good. It's it, there's backstory. There's it's just one of those things where so many other cartoons and animated movies won't even care. You know, pfft, whatever. And this one, yeah, we're gonna put that effort in. We're gonna actually have these characters develop and in the movie and give you backstory and give you enough to actually really like everybody. I loved all the characters in this movie. I'd love to see a Crimson Paw movie. Hell, I would love to see a Mr. Shark and his uh, Mini Disguises movie. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's not often that you see a, a semi-new property. I mean, you know, this is the first movie in this series. I don't remember it being another Bad Guys animated movie beforehand. Uh, maybe there was, but I don't think there was. Um, it's a brand new property. You know, it's never been on the screen before. I definitely want more of this. <laughs> I really like the character designs. They're considerably different from the uh, ser- original original series is black and white uh, ink washes. Uh, I, I I just love what the how they did, chose to animate them. They were sleek and they're beautiful and and it, it's a new style. It's it's not really derivative of anything else. It's got its own look. And L and they and made and they managed to make L.A. have a European feel. I just love the richness of the design. Like you could, you know, the backgrounds. Um, I know people are like, "Oh, whatever, it's just a background." But you could actually kind of feel that this house is like actually something that someone could live in. I, I know it's kind of hard to describe that, but there's like you know, people have a background house where it just looks like a house. But there's another way you could do it where it actually looks like there's, um, it just looks lived in. And that this, well, they recreated several places in LA in this movie. It's one of those things. If you've ever been to LA and, you know, been around LA, you'll recognize some of the spots that they have for background. And it really added depth to the story. Yeah. And, it, it, and it's beautiful. It looks, you know, like a real place, but of course animated. It didn't look like just a fake place. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. It, they, they put that effort in to actually animate it and show it and give it life. And, you know, that animation style here is beautiful. It is this combination of 3D and 2D art. Wonderful. Um, uh, the the eyeballs being 2D and being so expressive, awesome. And the the 3D animation here, it, it looks really nice. And how they transition scenes is so beautiful. It's just like, this is a great caper kind of thing. And they, they know how to move and have every character do something. They're not just there for one thing. They have all, every character has a role. And they all work in unison. And it's, it's nice. It's so well done. And I really hope this gets a 3D video release. 
because in, in in the states this is not getting many 3D uh day uh screenings and that's a damn shame. I mean, I really had to bust my butt and go out of my way to see this in 3D. Well, I definitely appreciate it. <laughs> so did I. Uh, I'm I'm really glad I made the effort. It's a pity I didn't get to see Mitchell versus the Machines in 3D. Yeah. Yeah, I think that one definitely could have looked great in 3D. <laughs> um, that came out on Netflix. Um, did not get dumped. This is the first animated movie this year to pretty much not get dumped uh, to streaming. Yeah, and I think Disney is kind of like, oh, crap. We should have put Turning Red on <laughs> out. Yeah, um, exactly. Because this is number one this weekend, and it's a pretty nice number one, too. So... it. <laughs> I definitely think DreamWorks is happy with this number one statting, and um, and this the 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 reviews here are awesome too. It's not just us that love it; it's everywhere else that loves this movie too. <laughs> um, it has an eighty five percent in Rotten Tomatoes, so that's very good for animated movie. Yeah. Um, and then the the whole plot with um, the meteor and like mind control. I was like, okay, this movie's getting wacky. Yeah. And then, like, he controls other guinea pigs, which is like, what? Wait, he's a guinea pig. Is How is he controlling these other ones? What the hell is going on here? It's so weird. A uh, movie's got a movie, and they got to expand a, a, a story that's about 50, 60 pages to a 90-minute movie. I thought they did an admirable job. No, no, I liked it, but it's just weird that, you yeah. know, <laughs> um, at the, he's using his own species, but like the rest of the species are not super intelligent. They're not talking. They're not anthropomorphic. They're just guinea pigs. So it's just like, huh? But that that's just me. I know I'm weird, and but it may have been better if it was like another kind of animal instead of the same kind of animal. Um, he enslaved his own kind. Yeah, it's even yeah, it's even more messed up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I would have a little more respect for him if he used cats and dogs and left his own people be. And um, yeah, th- th- there's a lot of twists and turns here with uh, the the mayor helping or the governor Foxington helping, and like, oh yeah, I'm going to show you how how do this, and then like um, Snake double crossing the rest of the gang, and then triple crossing. I was expecting the triple cross. Their 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 plan in great risk because they rescue the the um, meteor, but then they uh, give it to go save a snake. They decide we got to save snake. We don't care what people think of us. We've got to save snake. And I thought that was a nice touch. Nice. Yeah. I love that, that sense of community and that brotherhood. And it's like, damn, they didn't need to. They were right there. They could have just ended the movie. But no, they decided to do even better story. <laughs> they went to the better uh, decision here. And they they saved him. And he was saving them too. Um, and then it all goes back to the push pop. that They put the push pop in the freezer. And it all kind of, it's like, that's so nice. And then they have... The, the gag where they have the, the meteor being also a lamp. They, they introduced that earlier, like halfway in the movie. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. 
Oh, wait, that is clever they re-got that back in this as a finale. Oh, beautiful. Wonderful. Yeah, this movie had a lot of Chekhov's guns. They introduce things, boom, 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 and it's not random. Pays off. But they do some stuff, so you don't really think about this stuff. Then all of a sudden it pays certain these things pay off, like the, the farting, uh, the meteor lamp. Oh, the yeah, the, the farting and like the prana farting and like actually helping the plot was like, oh, that's fun. That's not just, you know, it's a funny gag at first, but they actually made it work. And it's like, this is nice. <laughs> yeah. And then, the, and then the creme de la creme that they actually think um, Professor is the Crimson Paw, even though he bears no physical resemblance whatsoever to the Crimson Paw. Yeah, that framing device of, you know, the diamond and how they got that working. It was like, oh, that's clever. That's a fun way to get this. And then the fact that they were like, you know what? We'll do time anyway. And I'm like, huh, that's even better. They didn't have to do that. The governor could have pardoned them. Pay, they're just paying the price and getting it done. I was like, damn, damn, movie. Mm-hmm. That you're impressing me. That's a damn good choice. And it's a good, and then, um, you actually get rewarded at the mid credit scene where they get out of jail with the governor and they're like, yeah, we're going to be out going out of jail and we're going to, you know, be helping out. And I was like, oh, this is so good. This is so damn good. This is a great, fantastic movie. And I was like, damn, I did not. It, it's so fun and refreshing when you go to the theater and they're like, you're actually like blown away by the movie. And you're not like, you know, whelmed or overwhelmed, underwhelmed. You're, you're overwhelmed. And it's just like, huh. <laughs> if this thing was stop motion, you would have thought it was a Leica movie. So, yeah, it's way better than I expected it to be. And I, I just had so much fun here. Animation, voice acting, the story, the plot twists, everything here is top notch. The only thing that I got to not give it a 10 was that my weird pet peeve of the animals and the humans and the other animals that are not anthropomorphic. It just, my mind doesn't like that. And it, but I, I was on that edge of giving it and it's like, no, 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 that's just me. But you know, that's, you know, sometimes you get your own quirks and that you can't get rid of. And you, you know, you gotta admit sometimes you're weird that way. And I admit it. I'm weird that way. That quirk is, is not going to, just bothers the hell out of me, but I don't know. It's okay, just me. Gotta give some props out to Aquafina as Miss Tarantula, aka Webbs. Mm-hmm. I thought her characters, yeah, she's considerably changed from um, the uh, book. Oh yeah. Uh, the, yeah, in the book, it's Mr. Tarantula and, and known as is is legs, um, and Mr. Shark is deadly scared of him. Hmm. But uh, but uh, legs loves shark and just likes to sit on his head all the time. I think shark is kind of funny in the books, but um, but I just I, this is just I know we keep saying it. it's such a cool, fun, quirky, charming uh, movie, and I don't think this is all just because we've been jonesing for months on end for a three D movie for an animated. Big screen adventure. This is just a breath of fresh air, and it's awesome, and I highly recommend checking it out. Yeah, I really love this movie, and 
it's just it just works and it's way better than it appears to be and it, it's just like damn i'm happy it, it's you know it's it's sometimes in a cynical horrible world it's, it's you got to just appreciate the the stuff that makes you happy and this makes me happy and it just works mm-hmm. um i love the just the dynamic also between the characters like you have you know, like you said, the the push pop between the the shark and the snake, you know that being a a playful thing, and uh, just having um, the dynamic with Foxington and um, also uh, the web uh, that way. It's like, oh look, you can hack that. Oh, well, you know that whole dynamic there where they're like, oh well, cool. <laughs> At the end, when she was trying to yeah. hack the the mind control device or whatever, yeah. Um, and Aquafina is great here. Like, she actually, it, the way that, that she was, um, stressing sometimes, it's like, oh, it wasn't, you know, the trope of a hacker is here, but you also get, well, it's not that easy to, to hack stuff. <laughs> so, I actually like that she struggled sometimes. <laughs> yep. So, um, yeah, I guess that's basically it for the bad guys. Definitely go watch it. Um, if you haven't seen this movie and somehow you're all the way through this, uh, spoiler cast, go watch it. It's worth your time. It's fun. And it's a beautiful animated, great voice acting. It's the whole package. Um, so. Yep. And do you, do you have any other negatives that you want to say or no? No, I mean, I mean, the main reason I gave it an eight instead of a 10 was, I thought it ran long in some scenes. I thought some of the angles and the animation should have been better, more geared for 3D. Um, just little nitpick. I was just, there were just enough nitpicks mm-hmm. for me to bring it down. But heck, the more you keep talking it up, the more I'm tempted to raise my score. But I think I'm going to still keep it at 8. I was, I was debating going back between an 8 and a 9 and 10, and it just like... I don't know. And I, I still so enjoyed it so much. Um, and it's like, yeah, I'll watch that again. I'll, de- I'll definitely watch that again. And this is fun. So. I'm having a 3D copy on disc. I really am. I'm hoping this gets a release somewhere. And I just love the, like you said, the, the cop. I love that cop. It's hilarious. And the reporter, just how many times she had to like go back and forth. and Yeah, this kind of reminds yeah, this has also a feel of, I don't know, I'm sure a lot of our listeners um, are familiar with Lupin the Third. This kind of has that kind of vibe, too. All right, I guess it's going to be it for us. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, let's, uh, have a great day. Bye. Bye. Okay, as this podcast wraps up, I want to thank my patrons. Thank you, Mr. Bengal 5, Kevin Winter, and Alex Folk for your financial support on Patreon.com. Thanks for listening. You can find 3D or 2D on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram, and more. Just look for 3D or 2D. Thank you for either listening or watching this podcast. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.